0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Apple People Hour podcast. It is I, your host, Mireille, and I'm here with my lovely co-host.
1: Bonjour, salut, hi everyone. I'm Daniel, aka D Boss. Glad to be here with you all today. Mireille, how you doing?
0: I am doing well, as well as I can be during this, you know, crazy times that we're living in. How was, how's everything going over there in uh, Rock, Arkansas?
1: Oh, it's going really great over here. Like our weather is really good. Unfortunately, like you said, COVID is trying to slow things down, but we have to keep doing things with ourselves. You know, going out, doing things, hanging out with people, and having fun. What?
0: That's why all do we can you do keep? Right now. Hold on. Why do you keep calling it COVID? COVID. 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 You keep saying cold. COVID.
1: <laughs> you know, is is the French accent?
0: Nah. It always nah. goes with
1: that. So, COVID.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really unfortunate that we have to we have to keep dealing with this for so many. You know, it's been more than a year now. Like, I'm so over this, and I hope everyone is staying safe. And you know, let's just hope that this is gonna be over soon. And we wish everyone the best. Just. Stay safe, do the best you can to keep you and your family safe. And that's really all we can wish for everyone. All right. um, Oh my God. Can you believe that this is going to be our very first episode?
1: I know. How do you feel?
0: Uh, Well, we'll see. It's not for me to feel about it, right? We're excited, but let's hope that the audience does not like unsubscribe as soon as they listen to our first podcast. But we have a lot to cover. So let's not waste any more time. Um, so our first topic for today is Coming to America. So this is not the movie Coming to America. <laughs> this is uh, Coming to, well, actually, I haven't actually seen the, the second part. Have you seen Coming to America part two?
1: How come you haven't seen that yet? It's a really good movie. I mean, of, of course, it's not as good as the first one, but at least it gives you a good concept of, you know, the whole storyline, follows the st- story of um, Eddie Murphy's character now that he's back in Africa now with his family and everything. So it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You should watch that.
0: Well, I think when it came out, I was, I, I don't know, why, what was I doing when it came out? I don't remember, but um, is it, so is it out? Is it still out in theaters or something? Or is it like Actually, on- it
1: came out on um, Amazon Prime. Oh. So that's why many people don't really know about it. But obviously, the, uh, you know, like the um, sequels are not always good as the prequel. So the ratings were probably not that good because compared to the first one, the first one was the original one. So this one was a little bit not as great as the first
0: one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Why did they feel the need to make a sequel? I feel like sometimes they just make movies for just for the sake of making movies. Um. Anyway, so let's Get back to our topic coming to america so we felt like it made sense to start with this topic just because um most of us tend to glamorize the idea of living abroad and coming to america versus living in america are two different things now again i keep saying america just because this is this is the country i i live in but this applies to anywhere you live in abroad, so abroad as in outside of the country that you were born in, outside Africa.
1: No, I was just mentioning that for you. Like, so you're mentioning it's like living and going from your country when you leave and go to a new country. Ye- That's basically what, what experience you're trying to talk about.
0: Yes, yes. So, we're living outside. Your home country. So if you're born in Cameroon, if you moved out to live in in Congo, that's living abroad. But obviously, the Uh experience is more glamorized when it's living somewhere abroad, like, you know, North America or Europe. Now, granted, you know, we all have our needs because we have our needs to search for a better life. We're escaping poverty. We want a better education were fighting against unemployment, whatever the case that may be. But the transition to living abroad has been very difficult for most of us. So now I, I cannot speak for everyone, you know, but the fact is that many of us can really attest to the fact that there were, we wish there were things that we knew before moving abroad. Right, Daniel?
1: Yes, Mimi, I think um, for you, you have like a first hand experience on that too. Because I would say, like, for someone like me, when I came, you were already here. So for me, it made things really easier.
0: Yeah, and, and that's true. Like, it, it really always helps when you already have somebody that's living here, especially if it's a family member that you trust. Um, but I think, you know, my, my whole issue with this is just the fact that even after all these years, I feel like, Many of us Africans, we continue to live in denial as to the idea that everything is perfect. You know, America or living abroad is just easy. Everything, all your troubles will be resolved. You know, moving there, you know, like we don't, we don't do the necessary preparations or we don't share, we don't share our struggles of how, of what we experienced when we first moved into the country. So it got me thinking, why are Africans not honest with their fellow countrymen? In your opinion, why do you think that people are not honest with sharing, like, you know, how difficult it is to transition from, let's say, from their African country to living, let's say, in Europe or living in, in the USA?
1: I think maybe also it might be you don't want to feel like a failure, that you haven't succeeded coming here because you know a lot of sacrifice happens when your parents or family sent you over to um europe or us or wherever so some people feel like okay if i come back home and i don't have any success story it's kind of like a failure so they do the most and they bring a lot of gifts and come and show that things are perfect but yeah we all but know you living see, here.
0: you see but you see that's the point doing the most Just that's the exact point. We do the most, do the most. We as Africans, we do the most. And that's the problem right there. I feel that, you know, and when I say I, I mean, we, myself inclusive, like we've gone through this phase where we want to sugarcoat things. We want to cover up. We want to pretend like everything is okay. But I strongly believe that, you know, we we will do better by sharing our feedback or sharing our experiences with our fellow countrymen as to how things are difficult here. And it's not only for the people that are living in the country or who are living or who are moving here. It's actually for people who are still living in the you know, various countries in Africa, just because there's just this glamorization of the idea that living abroad is perfect. Things are easy. Like, right. you know, It's good that people know the true nature of living abroad, of what living abroad is like, so that you can make the decision, you know, to move abroad and prepare yourself. So it got me thinking, and I put up a short survey um, that I shared out with a couple of friends, a couple of co-workers. Um, Now, it is anonymous if you don't want to leave your name. I'm going to link that on our Instagram and Twitter page at AfroPeopleHour. So please fill out, sound off, leave us your feedback on what you wish you knew before moving abroad and what advice would you um, give others that are currently planning to move or that have just moved into the country. I think it's really important that we share All of our successes and our failures to help our fellow people. Because the honest truth is that I see that the other communities as in, I see the Indian community. I see, Mm -hmm. you know, the Hispanic community that I see them helping each other. But for whatever reason, Africans, I feel like we just do not help each other. Like it's just, it's just, it's just so secretive. Like now, granted, there are people among us that really help help out each other and i'm really thankful for you guys and thankful for Mm -hmm. everyone that does that but i think that we're still behind in terms of like educating each other in terms of prospering in this in this country or in in any country abroad so
1: do you think this um, individualism is just from um, the culture that people feel like they want to be all individually and don't really want to work as a group collectively
0: but that doesn't make any sense though because you know I guess our culture in itself is not an individualistic culture. Which like, is true. We have a, com- a we have a, a familiar.
1: Yeah, family. yeah.
0: We are a, a culture. We have a culture of togetherness. Like, so coming here. Well, you know what? You may be right, but I have not done the research on, on that. Maybe there's a research on that saying that when we come here, we, we immerse ourselves into this individualistic culture and we don't want to share, but why is that only happening to us, though? Why isn't it happening to the Indians? Why isn't it happening to the other the other races? Why is it only just the black people? So no, now this is it, really
1: great. Yeah, now it's not all right
0: it's not all black people, but I'm just saying that from my right.
1: observation,
0: mm-hmm. my observation, it just seems that we're not sharing that feedback. So I think that this would be a very interesting survey, and I'm really looking forward to reading. Um, the responses from the people that are living all over the world. Um, so if you get your hands on the survey, please share with as many people as you know, um, living all over the globe, you know, wherever you are. This is really
1: exciting. Do you have any results to share so far?
0: Um, Well, I'd rather not share <laughs> the, the results right now, but I can say that majority, from what I've received so far, got like about, 35 responses and i just shared it out like maybe two days ago so we still have a lot coming in so please fill out as much as you can and I, i really appreciate those of you who have um left your contact information so this really has just like what things did you wish you knew you know before moving abroad if you regret the move any advice you have for people who are moving um you know, who are moving abroad and, you know, just what country you moved to and then what country you're currently living in. And do you think an official relocation assistance program would would, would be helpful in assisting you with your transition and preparing you to leave abroad? So majority, some of, really good majority of the answers were, were yes, that would have been would have been helpful. So it looks like that's something that is missing, <laughs> is missing in you know in our yeah it's currently missing in most of our areas. Now there are some people that actually have something that that they're doing in their community, and I think that's really awesome. So I, mm-hmm. I hope that we can do more and more of that, you know, moving forward. So, let me ask you one question from the survey, Denny. Um, based off of what you've experienced and what you know now, do you regret moving? To the U.S.
1: I wouldn't say I regret moving because of the amount of education and knowledge and things I've gained, and insight of what what is different out there. So I wouldn't say I regret moving.
0: Okay. Does that mean though? Does that mean that there were no mistakes that you made, or you know there wasn't anything that you could have changed from you know you moving here because you had your sister to help you or what? No,
1: there are a lot of things mistakes that you make along the way and you grow with that, but. All the mistakes that I made and what where it brought me to today, that's the reason why I would say where I am today is the reason why I don't regret moving. But obviously, there are a lot of mistakes making because when you come here, education-wise, especially speaking, you have to make a quick decision what you want to do. You don't have time to think about, go and do an undecided major and think about what you want to figure out in life because you're under that kind of like a pressure from you are standing here for a reason. So you have to make sure that you, you succeed. So that pressure really made things a little bit, um, it made it op- Made things open for a lot of mistakes to happen. So that's why I feel like that's where mistakes happen along the way, where I choose maybe a wrong path, doing, went to an education year, getting loans, getting this, and it affects you. Whereas if you already had some time and freedom to think what, what you, what you want to do before you do it, then you would have made things easier to make less mistakes. So mistakes we make along the way, but I don't regret moving here because of where I am today.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I think that mental aspect of it is something that I'm really hoping to do a deep dive with. Um, I know one of the conversations that I've wanted to really ask, you know, my parents is what mental state they were in before sending, you know, sending us abroad. Like, you know, where they, like, did they think we were prepared enough? Like, I'm just really curious as to the mental state of, our families back there before sending us abroad or like what else we could have done in, in the, in that sense, you know, it's funny cause I was looking at this survey and I just saw a response. I know that you said you filled out the survey, Danny, and I don't see your name here, but I see a response in here saying that what is one thing that you wait, what is one thing that you wish you would have known before leaving your home country, and it says learning how to cook. Is that you? That's
1: me right there. (laughs) Learning
0: how to cook African dishes. It was pretty
1: straightforward, huh?
0: (laughs) I knew that was your answer because let me tell you guys something. Okay. This guy, when he came to the U.S., he refused to eat anything besides African food for three months. I mean, there's nothing wrong. It was really hard. He he was just, I was, like, stressed out because he was just, like, not having it. Yeah, he had a time. You know, it's kind of
1: like a big jump. You know, when you live a certain kind of um lifestyle, especially at a younger age, because I moved here at a really young age. So, and then having to come to a new place where, you know, when I was back home, I had my mom feed give me food. My sisters, had, I grew up with all sisters. So, there was cooking everywhere around me. I never had to worry about a meal. Yeah, but, but I wasn't like cooking US, new food
0: and everything all the time though. So don't over- mm-hmm. exaggerate a bag.
1: No, but yes, but I'm saying like, at least having food available every time makes it easier. But when you come here now and you abuse it, right? You have, you have school, you have things going on. So you have then to, sometimes we have to eat out. So I was not used to fast foods. When I see KFC and all of this, I'm like, what are all these foods? I don't know all of these hmm. things. So it was really difficult for me.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty traumatic. I was just like, I don't know if this boy is going to survive in this economy. I mean, and granted, I'm sure, you know, it's possible to do that. But if you don't know how to cook the dishes that you're, you're looking for, that adds another stress factor to it because he's not eating any other food besides African food. Yet he's expecting somebody else to be his, uh, quote unquote bonish. Bonish is a word for, for maid to do all the cooking for him. And I'm just like, nobody. You're going to have to eat the food that's available because, yeah, and nobody it's a good got life time experience for that.
1: Because with that now, I've learned how to cook a lot of dishes. So that's why I said, like, you know, you, you can have regret when you come here, but as you learn things and figure out things for yourself as an adult, you learn more things and it makes you feel more comfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fun times, fun times. Yeah. I know one of the other things that you miss... When you uh, moved here was uh, soccer, right? Football?
1: Yes. That's a big debate. Soccer called in the U.S., but everywhere around the world, we call it a football. And it's kind of funny, like, this. you brought this up because this kind of transition to our next topic, which is, you know, the love of soccer, or it's called football in my country. I feel like one big thing that was missing was when I came to the U.S., I didn't take football serious. Now, I know someone like you, Mira, did you enjoy football when you are back home?
0: watched it because everybody was watching but i did not like honestly i'm not a sports fanatic like i don't like oh wow i need to like watch every single game but i am there for the ambiance and people like scoring and then if cameroon was playing then yes i wanted our country to win but i wasn't like a fanatic if that it was
1: just like an event where if everybody's watching you watch too
0: yeah, I would sort watch just to, yeah, just to be part of, you know, the ambiance. Like, I'll go to the games just to be like part of the crowd and screaming and having fun and
1: mm-hmm. drinking
0: beers. But, you know, I, I wasn't like, you know, depressed. Big... I wasn't depressed like you, you know, if, um, you know, your favorite basketball player, um.
1: Oh, you <laughs> <going> went into that? <laughs> That's a topic for another day.
0: <laughs> That's a very sore topic. So
1: yes, it's a topic for another day. But yeah, so going into this, so when when you grow up, every time when you are in school, whenever you wherever you are, you play soccer, whether you're kicking a bottle, you're kicking a stone, we play with everything. So every young boy in Africa, or especially in Cameroon, where I grew up, we love to kick a ball. So we're not really familiar with all these various sports, you know, basketball, American football, all of these things. So when I came to the U.S. and I turned on the TV, I couldn't find any soccer that I liked because everything was about football, baseball, and American um, basketball and all those other games. So I I, I was like, wow, there's something really missing for me. So that's when I tried to look out for different podcasts, different channels, different things that are available to find out where can I get some soccer info, updates, all of that. But all the podcasts out there, they they talk about mostly European soccer. Because Mirea, what is the most popular league in the world? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please, is this a quiz time. I don't know. Hey, hold on, hold on. By the time we're done
1: with this podcast, you'll be very familiar with sports.
0: Wait, you have to give me. You have to give me a hint. Is this is. It's not. So it's, not it's Bundes- a country.
1: Okay. One country has a very big. Um, In terms of budget, financial, the big players, they have a big league.
0: English Premier League.
1: Great job. English Premier League, also known as the Barclays. The
0: Barclays,
1: yes. Yeah, Barclays Premier League. And since I've been in the US, I've been singing a song every time that Mireille knows my favorite team because what is the color?
0: Blue is the color. Blue is the color.
1: Since I came here, I've been singing that song every time because with that, (laughs) You know, Chelsea is one oh of my, my teams God. that supported since I was back home because as an African player, when we grew up back home, most of the European clubs were not um, bringing African players in their teams. But all of a sudden, Chelsea had a big period where they had so many African players. So I was watching TV one day and I was like, as a young boy, I'm like, which team is this with all these African players? And so since then, I've been a Chelsea fan for life. Now, there's a big debate I have I have with my sister sometimes because you know Samuel Eto'o. Of course, Mireille.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Maybe we'll have to put a picture out there of when, how no. shy I was <laughs> when I met him. Do you remember the, the meeting at the airport with Samuel Eto'o?
0: It's so funny. This guy, he is so, he is the worst. like, we were traveling back to Cameroon and we're just standing in line. I think we're about to board. And for right. whatever reason, he was like, Mireille. oh my God, I think that's too oh my god oh my god i was like so i turned around and i saw it too so i just took out my camera i was like oh hi and i just like took a picture of him and then he just stood there frozen i was like dude go ahead and say hello and he I like, was
1: that struck
0: he was like <laughs> stash struck so on our way towards the uh boarding into the plane i walked up to it too i was like hey can we take a picture with you? And he was so nice. And he was like, sure. So I walked towards him, put my, <laughs> put my camera on to selfie mode. My brother was still standing way over there. I'm like, dude, what the heck? Come over here. And Ito was waiting for him to walk over and he took a picture with us. And like, he was really he was, patient and he was nice. was really nice and patient because I had it on like video mode. I and, know. <laughs> and you know, and the funny thing is that it's not the first time I've seen him at the airport. Last time I went to Cameroon, which was literally like a month ago. I still saw him at the airport, so it's like you know he seems really friendly and down to earth. I don't know why you were like so starstruck, but you know what? I don't blame you because if it was an idol of mine, I probably would react the same way.
1: Right, just because, like I was saying, as a lover of no, soccer or football, as we call it, is so he was one of the greatest player for Cameroon. So see him scoring all the goals, you no know, doing a lot of great things. And then he played for one of the biggest clubs in the world, FC Barcelona. Mm. So later on in my life, I became more of a bigger fan of FC Barcelona because Eto was playing there. So I had to watch every game of Eto when he plays. You no, know, he played with the great players, Ronaldinho, Messi, all of them. You so know, that was so much which fun.
0: Which is why I've always been confused. Like, are you a Barcelona fan or are you a Chelsea fan? Like, if I'm you had to. No, 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 no. You have to, but okay, but hold <laughs> up. If somebody put a gun to your head, now I'm being extreme right now. You have to pick, <laughs> that, yes. you have to pick one team: Barcelona or Chelsea. Three, two, one.
1: I will go with Barcelona. Just because of my love for Samuel Eto.
0: Wow. Yes. Really?
1: But I watch a lot more of the Chelsea game because, like I mentioned to you, they play in the bigger league. Mm. Well, that can be a debate because some people say it's not as big because it just depends on what you grow up watching. So, I grew up watching the Premier League. Some other Africans, like my friends, they love the Spanish League. Some others love the Italian League. The French League is not as popular because there are only a few great teams, but everybody is where you grow up, where you watch more. So and all even these though-
0: leagues have African players in all these leagues. So depending yes. on where you grow up, so if let's say people from Kenya are playing in the Spanish league, they will probably like the Spanish league. Exactly. Ah, okay. That's what happened.
1: That's why if you if you look at things this way, most Cameroonians like the French league
0: because mm-hmm. most of the Cameroon
1: players play in the French, French
0: league. league. Gotcha. Yes.
1: In all the I teams am in going France, to school
0: today. I'm about to become <laughs> like a, a huge uh, soccer soccer fan by the end of this year. I'll be an expert
1: exactly so that's why going back to the topic of original like you said FC Barcelona is my favorite team because my favorite player played for them so I will watch them whenever they're playing but I watch more often Chelsea games because that's the team I've watched but hold on
0: Eto is not is Ito not retired or something
1: he is exactly but since he retires so... too just the fact that because this kind of reminds me he actually came one time came around with FC Barcelona back when I was in my school there in Douala mm. and actually when he came there, he brought some FC Barcelona jersey and was giving it to the congregation. So that's why it really made me fall in love with the team because he came with the team president and everybody it was a big party. So I was really happy just to see this team, the colors, you know, bluegrana, which is like blue, red and all these nice. fancy colors. Mm. This really made me more enjoy the team. Whereas, you know, Chelsea colors, I like it too, cause it's just blue. So I have to Chelsea, justice, and all this of that. Is,
0: this is all like history to me because I only remember from like back in like high school where we had sports teams, and I know my team was Liverpool. I know Liverpool is red, you know. But exactly. Yeah.
1: Now this this goes back to a funny joke. One of um, our uncles, Uncle Humphrey, you know what he said? Why he likes Liverpool? Mm, no. Because they have the word liver in it, and he likes liver. <laughs> <laughs> since, that is the since then i was yes yes it was so funny when he told me that <laughs> i
0: mean i do like liver, liver
1: is exactly yummy
0: a lot of people don't like liver but i love livers
1: i'm one of those i don't like liver
0: uh you're missing out
1: so that's why most um african people when we leave our country we miss that a lot because even my brother in germany he loves soccer so we always talk about it most often. Time catch up, you know it's a way to keep in communication with your friends who are not present with you because soccer is a way to easily communicate with everyone.
0: That's interesting. So what's going on now in the ter- in the world in terms of like soccer? Are there any like you know games going on you know in terms of like the African Nations Cup or I'm world glad world you Cup?
1: asked. Actually this week they had the African Nations Cup draw. So before all of the teams got qualified for to put them in groups because in the tournament every team plays in a group. So this week, they had the droids, and all the teams have been seated in each group.
0: Wait, hold on. Before you say anything, I know I know, I don't know much information about what's happening in soccer, but I know I, know I heard that Cameroon was supposed to host the
1: games. That's exactly so right. So
0: what happened with that? Are we still hosting or not hosting?
1: So uh, earlier this year, Cameroon was supposed to host. But due to COVID, unfortunately, it was postponed to the beginning of next year. We're so, still
0: hosting. I thought it was like financial yes. issues.
1: That's a whole other debate. Cameroon <laughs> is involved in a lot of that, but hopefully at this stage, we are still on the road to be the host. Hopefully. So, so
0: it's not confirmed.
1: It's confirmed, but things are not still developed. Some right, stadiums whoa. are not yet complete.
0: What kind of typical African answer is that? Hopefully, so, <laughs> things are ready. Hopefully. Yes, <laughs> okay. exactly.
1: So that's why Cameroon is hosting in January, the African Nations Cup.
0: But okay, I'm confused though, but how can they be selecting the teams and then you're hosting in January and it's not confirmed? Like
1: it's confirmed by the CAF, which is the Federation of the Football okay. of Um Africa. But the problem is that the stadiums are not completely completed because if you remember when we went back home twenty nineteen, there was a lot of problems on the roads, you know, the, the stadiums road, the yeah, stadium entrances yeah. things are not really complete. But hopefully, that's why I say hopefully. Things will be done before the tournament starts in January, which is a couple of months from now. Okay. So I'm glad you brought this up because I had a question for you. You mentioned Cameroon as one of the, Cameroon is one of the top teams in the African Nations Cup. And now we are hosting. I would like you to give me three names of other countries that you believe based on just naming the country or looking at where the country is located. You think they have great players that can play in the African Nations Cup or that are involved in this tournament coming up in January?
0: (gasps) Mm. Well based upon like past history of what I know of countries that played in the World Cup or that have won the African Nations Cup before I'll say Egypt is one of them.
1: Great. Actually, Egypt is the only nation that has more African Nations Cups than Cameroon. Really? Yes. So we are competing with Egypt. They are mm. the dominant country in
0: Hold on, wait. wait. Africa. We, we are in a group with Egypt?
1: No. I'm saying in terms of African Nations Cups, Egypt has more than us.
0: Oh, so we're like second place.
1: Exactly. We are second, mm. the second country that's, with that's, most that's African Nations That's cup. not
0: good. That's not good. But that's a we great We need to be guess. first so
1: place. Egypt, also known as the Pharaohs. They're the top team.
0: Oh, the Pharaohs.
1: Yes. Great. Mm. Give me the second one.
0: Mm. I'm going to say Nigeria.
1: Nigeria, which as we call those our next door or, ne- or next door neighbor, right? Neighbor rival. Yeah. Because Nigeria, we share boundaries with Nigeria, so a lot of time Cameroon with Nigeria, the games are very intense because it's a very um how they call it, it's like a rivalry where two countries that have a lot of similar. Players yeah, but are, but are we? The are
0: they like? Are they a top top country in terms of like um, winning the African Nations Cup? Like what rank are they at?
1: Unfortunately, not as high as Cameroon. So most it basically goes like Egypt, Cameroon. And personally, Senegal. for me, I put everybody below. Senegal is a good team too, but Senegal only started winning recently. So mm. they don't have a lot of african Nations Cups as the other teams, but they have very, very exciting players. Their players play in the biggest leagues right now. Mm. Like in Liverpool, they have a player from Senegal and a player from Egypt. So you mm. see how they have two big African players. And this causes now a big problem in the Premier League because the Premier League and most other leagues go on through January and February. But when is the African Nations Cup being host? In January, January. In oh, yeah, same January, time. Oh, yeah,
0: January, January,
1: yeah. Yes, exactly. So oh, now
0: so they're the clubs be...
1: have to be fighting with the oh, countries because the countries want to get their they players. they have to
0: play. And exactly. if they don't play, they'll be like, oh, they're not representing their country.
1: There you go. So mm, that's, that's a big good. issue. And FIFA, which is the governing body of football, have been trying to make the African Federation to change this tournament in a period of summer when most um, Wait, change when which most tournament? countries the
0: um, the, Liverpool, African, African, the African Nations, Nations Cup? Cup
1: right to but move it from January. But why are they January. changing
0: that? Why are they changing the African Nations Cup? Why are they not changing the other the other the, the, the European tournament?
1: Because all of the leagues play during that same time. Most of the leagues the biggest league italian but who cares Belgium, who cares France. about the
0: leagues? why are they changing african <laughs> why are they changing african people's uh, you no know, thing did you change the european thing why so they you changing want to change thing?
1: everything just for one continent
0: of course we are important <laughs> you know we are we are the continents they want they need our players so they need to work around our schedule isn't that no? so
1: well that would be a great debate because most of the money comes from the order continents even though the most most players if you look at the French teams is full of African people who have migrated over there. Exactly. So that's why it's very funny because we have the best and strong players, but unfortunately the money doesn't come to the African continent, so it's very more difficult.
0: Yeah, that's today, interesting.
1: I think I've given you a good education right on African.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. But um there's a topic that I needed to ask you. It might be a sore topic, but I need to understand more. So what happened with Messi?
1: Oh yes, that's a very sad topic. Because Messi as I'm not sure people are familiar with this, but those in the soccer world know Messi as one of the greatest players ever. There's a big debate between Messi or Ronaldo, who is the greatest player right now. As a Barcelona fan, I go with Messi, that's easy and obvious. Mm. But so Messi has been playing for Barcelona since he was a Hold kid. Up.
0: Eto and, me- and Messi in Barcelona.
1: Yes, they played together. No
0: wonder you were gonna choose. Uh... Oh, and I saw the meme where um, Eto was saying Messi played with him, not the other way around. Is that is that because he retired before Messi? That's as exactly in, like, right. Ranking.
1: Ah, as an African man, that's funny. You have to put yourself before the other person. So when they tell me they say, "Oh, hey, Messi played," I mean, you play with Messi. How does it feel? He said, no, 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 <laughs> Messi played with me. Since then, most of my friends, we all look at that meme every time we talk about it, because it's so funny. Like it's, like, it's, the other, it's the other way around. So yeah, back to what I was saying. So Messi has been playing all his life in Barcelona. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything else in terms of club team, only Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately something happened where they, because of the COVID, Barcelona had a big financial crisis. So they lost a lot of money because they could not bring fans to the stadium. They couldn't bring, um, nothing could happen in terms of like get financial revenue because their players are at on a high salary and they're getting no money in. Yeah. So Messi agreed to cut his salary into half. Can you imagine? Wow. So he said, he said I will try to cut my salary into half to make sure that he can pay me. But Barcelona could not still afford him. Hence, unfortunately, he had to leave not by his choice, but because of financial reasoning. So that's why this whole past two weeks has been a crazy time because Messi leaves Barcelona and he joins a team in France, Paris Saint-Germain, which is a team PSG. that nobody... PSG, exactly. Which is a team that nobody ever saw Messi leaving Barcelona to join. because Messi Why? Has, because we know Barcelona as Messi town. That's yeah, but what's,
0: but what's wrong with PSG? Is it because Paris Saint-Germain is just like not a popular team? It's just like a you know
1: no offense to them they just buy players that's all they do they don't really have any development skills and everything all they do is just buy the because they have a lot of money Mm. they just buy all the expensive players to put them and so far it has not been succeeding because they've been trying to win the champions league but all they win is the Farmers league
0: but you're telling me that fc barcelona got so poor that they could not afford to keep their star players like how does that even make sense
1: yes they Unfortunately. Could not get it. they
0: could not get alone they could not get i don't know something to keep Messi to be like okay look we need this man we need i don't know you guys call him the the messiah or wh- whatever his name is but like
1: Messi. oh my Messi. god but still
0: though like y'all could not like I, I don't get it so the fans you guys you guys love him so much y'all could not like get together and you know fund fund him or contribute and keep him there like it doesn't make any sense to me
1: so actually that is not the problem the problem is that now there's something that comes into play called financial fair play Mm. so which makes in every league there's a certain amount of money you can put into one team Mm -hmm. so if the fans came and donated money and stuff Mm -hmm. that will increase the fine that will go against the financial fair play rule So the money had to come from inside Barcelona, not from outside Barcelona. I
0: see, I see. If there was no
1: restriction, yes, Uh, it was going to be.
0: Yeah, because it's very surprising to me that with the amount of love and support that, you know, and fans that he has out there that I'm surprised that fans could not have kept because I'm pretty sure in the, let's say in the entertainment world, let let me just give an example, like in music, a lot Mm -hmm. of fans would literally give money contribute money and donate to a cause or donate to support their favorite artists to keep them from leaving
1: mm-hmm. so i mean yes exactly so that's why so i was really shocking to hear that was well i'm sad to but- hear
0: that you know you're you know you're losing your favorite uh player to a new team so i'm guessing now paris saint-germain is your favorite new team correct
1: well that is gonna be hard for me because they have a player who quit on Barcelona and went to Paris Saint-Germain first.
0: I'm so confused. Have you
1: heard of Neymar?
0: Neymar, Neymar.
1: From Brazil.
0: Neymar sounds... You know know the funny thing is that whenever you used to play your uh, FIFA... Games and then the referee or whoever the what's the person that does the the um
1: the sportcaster the yeah, broadcasters the, yeah, yeah the mm-hmm.
0: sportcaster I keep hearing Neymar Neymar <laughs> Neymar
1: <laughs> exactly because in those days I used to play with Barcelona and Neymar was there
0: yeah so yes. I, the name sounds very familiar
1: exactly but he was living under the shadow of Messi because he was trying to say he's the best player but Messi was dominating him in Barcelona mm. so he said he would leave and go to Paris Saint Germain. To go and become the best player, but he went there and he never won the Champions League. So
0: now Messi he's still, is Messi is still there. a loser,
1: and now Messi comes again and it's gonna take over over him. So that's why. So I'm now, happy. so now I'm they're gonna have Messi. beef.
0: So now they're gonna have beef because he'll be like, now if Paris Saint-Germain wins the English Premier League, so um, Neymar is gonna be like, Paris
1: Saint-Germain is not in the English Premier League. Wait, in sorry, where? in the French. <laughs> 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 that was in... a good one. That was...
0: I'm sorry, there's too much. There's too much. I guess we will have more sessions in the
1: the podcast for the future podcast for more education. eh?
0: French Premier League, correct? (laughs) Right. French Premier League.
1: Not French Premier League. You can say what's the word? But let me make let me um help you to distinguish them. The English one is called the English Premier League. Oh, Barclays, correct? Barclays, right, exactly, because that's the sponsor. The French one. People call it the farmer's league, if it makes it easier for you. Farmers? Yes, I know. They call them the farmer's Why? league. Why? <laughs>
0: that's
1: a whole debate because some am say the league is not as good as the other leagues. Hmm. But I think that's also one of their sponsors, Uber Eats and all those things. So they call them League 1 in French.
0: Mm, league 1.
1: Okay. The Spanish league is? In Spanish? La Liga. La Liga. I there know there la you Liga. go. Perfect.
0: Wait, is, finally, it, is it not Bundesliga? Liga. Bundesliga That's is for the, the, German the German league. league. Yes, exactly, great
1: job. And the other big league is the Italian league, mm. which is known as Serie. Yeah, I don't. Division. I don't know.
0: I don't know Serie.
1: So that way, when you're referring to the league now, you can say League One, Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga. And so that way, you know what you're talking about. So, all right. So back to what you were saying in PSG. So you're
0: saying that if PSG wins the League One hmm Then Neymar would be embarrassed because they never won anything. It took having um Messi to come over there to win the championship.
1: Now, League 1 unfortunately is not as strong as the other league. So Paris Saint-Germain has been winning the League 1 for the past couple of years. Really? What I'm talking about is the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Champions League is a competition between the different clubs in different countries. Okay, that's That's way above my head right now. Exactly. (laughs) That's
0: way above my head.
1: So just to make it easy for you and in the last few minutes to conclude, Paris Saint-Germain plays in Ligue 1, right? Mm -hmm. Barcelona in La Liga. Mm -hmm. Chelsea in Premier League. Yep. But then when there's a Champions League, Chelsea can play Paris Saint-Germain. Barcelona can play Chelsea. So it's the the clubs in different countries play each other. I see. And unfortunately, that is what? Paris Saint-Germain has never won. So Mm. maybe now because of Messi, they might finally win a Champions League.
0: Gotcha. I see. That's interesting.
1: So yeah, just to conclude for me, I really love this topic because like I said, we Africans really miss this because football is a way of life. You have to be engaged to enjoy the sport for what it is. Just to give an idea of what I'll be doing in the podcast, it will not be a long section in the future. This one was just to introduce and talk about my little bit in my own personal experience with why I love this sport so much. But in the future, I'll be giving updates about the various leagues, especially focusing on African players, the players who play in the various leagues, how they're performing. Just for a quick example, this morning, I watched a game in the Premier League, Liverpool against Burnley. And a Senegalese player, his name is Sadio Mane, scored in in, in the game. So he's a very talented player who has been having a hard time scoring. But now he's starting to scoring, so hopefully his current drought is over. More updates will come in the future.
0: All right. Well, thanks for that. That was uh, very enlightening. I think that um, doing this episodes with you and would definitely help me learn more about the sports world. Um, I, I'm telling you by the end of this <laughs> this series, who I'll probably become an expert. But
1: um, that would be great. Mm,
0: <laughs> so now we can watch looking?
1: the games together, right?
0: yeah well but i did go (laughs) to a game with you remember we saw that game with uh, with messi in argentina
1: against mexico
0: yeah that was a great day
1: for me to see messi in life you
0: saw your you saw your messiah in real life
1: yes it was great
0: (laughs) all right well that brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much for joining us and i hope that you guys enjoyed listening to us as always you know, feel free to sound off on, you know, on our social media, on Instagram, on Twitter.
1: Life is not about water and water is not life.
0: What the heck is that?
1: <laughs> what the hell is
0: that catchphrase? Leave
1: them with the proverb every time.
0: So wait, wait, life is not about water and life is what? Can you repeat that?
1: Water is life, but life is not about water.
0: Is that the law la vi, me la c'est pas palo?
1: you got that right
0: i'm not even gonna ask you to explain that but if you enjoy our show please rate and review us on apple podcast and be sure to join us next time until then this was your host Milay.
1: and the boss don't forget every hour is
0: afro people hour <laughs> goodbye
1: ciao ciao